Is that working? Like, uh, or is your mic on? Oh, no, it is. Say, say we've done the hard part one more time to get it on the record. We've done the hard part. <laughs> you can't even tell that was a fake. We've done the hard part. <laughs> Gave it away. <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome to the Thin Red Vine. This is Mark. This is Dave. You took a little bit longer between the words of the title that time. I like it. <laughs> A little more suspenseful. <laughs> Keep them on the edge of their seat right what, out of the gate. What will they he say next? Today we're talking red. about, um, apropos of the movie coming out today, Argyle, we're talking about top five um, memorable hairstyles yes. in movies because you don't have to go see Argyle. I don't think we are probably planning on seeing our. I don't think I'm, I guess I'm if, it, if it's on the wheel, we don't choose. <laughs> you make a good point. <laughs> But if you watch the trailer of this movie, which we've seen, yeah. uh, Henry Cavill has the is a pretty attention-grabbing haircut. It's like to the point of it, like it being a pretty, I would say, a pretty big distraction. Now yeah. I'm sure it's meant. You call to that be, like a flat top? Is that the kind of haircut that is? Yeah, it's like it's like if you if like Bart Simpson's haircut was on a real person. <laughs> It's I like, like that. It's like sticking, up. but I don't. In 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 theory, I like it. In practice, I don't think I like it. I mean, I haven't seen the movie. I know these Kingsman movies, these Matthew Vaughn movies, are them. flashy and stylish and a little uh, stylized, and so I don't want to be like, oh, like that haircut's unrealistic. Realism is not something he is like going for. I don't no. think it's more about the action and the tactility and the style and the slickness. Oh yeah. And that's all very cool. But this haircut that Superman is sporting. Superman. Yes, is, let's call him Superman. Is, is a, it seems like a distraction to me. Like it looks, I'll say it, it looks bad. Like it yeah. looks, I don't know. I Maybe it's just me. To me, it's no. like when the first Sonic the Hedgehog trailer dropped and everyone was like, whoa, that's not what Sonic looks like. It's kind of like that. It's like, <laughs> this is a distraction. Like what would they, that's not what hair looks like? <laughs> well, I'm just saying, insofar as it's a big distraction from what yeah. I think the, filmmakers probably meant people to get excited about is, when it, saw is the trailer. that the I'm number like, one thing America. keeping you away from that movie <laughs> <laughs> i did see the first kingsman and i liked it okay i i i, I could imagine getting into it now okay. i didn't see the other kingsman movies but that haircut it made it look like so silly to me i'm right. like whoa that's the choice that's the production this is what we're we doing with this is the haircut. you based it on that one cut Oh man, and it's like highly featured in the trailer, and it's like it's like plays out like a reveal, like oh here's what he looks like, and it's like whoa, like that's that's uh kind of kind of I uh, will, I definitely something you notice. It's like pause the that. trailer and and you know and go back and see that one more time. Like that's how weird it is. Anyway, we might have to go see. This made movie me think now. about what are what are some other memorable hairstyles in movies. We didn't talk at all about how to parse this no and i imagine we maybe brought different criteria to it probably like what what makes something memorable for example i just went on and on about um henry cavill's hair being bad but i I wasn't trying to collect bad hairstyles today right for my list i i think all these are good and help make them make their characters in the movie you know better versions of themselves (laughs) okay so um, could it be like a, a you might haircut, have thought about it differently, like a haircut you would think is bad, but it works for that character. So it's good then. Um, I guess I like you wouldn't get your hair cut that way, but that's good. <laughs> but for it works for the character. Yeah. 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 That's like, that's one way to think about it. But anyway, that's how I was processing it. Like this is good from a production design, a character design standpoint. OK. I wasn't necessarily going for like hair that's crucial to the plot of the movie hair that's crucial to the you know it's like no. this is the hair is part of I the just movie. have uh, yeah it's I'm, like that's a good character look and it it enhances some quality of the character and it and, it, and it's memorable you know yeah it's, memorable I memorable people, was the word i kept coming other back people to. would remember it too yeah. it was not just some obscure yeah. thing from my my viewing experience right, yeah. these are the yeah the most of the ones popped in my head and then two i when I kind of saw them as I did some research, I was like, yeah, oh yeah. How did I forget that? Because, <laughs> because, and yeah. maybe this is just, I, I feel terrible about this, but maybe just a quick segue because when we did the Charlie's episode, oh, I, oh, I felt, yeah, yeah. I felt like I had to think about it and I had to do some research, but I can't just trust the research. Cause when we did the Charlie's episode, I liked, I kind of just searched well, who are the top movie Charlie's. And I thought, oh, here's a huge list. I see a bunch. I like, 
this must be all the movie Charlies there you are to You trusted pick from. the internet. I even cut Charles Foster Kane from my list. We talked about that, yeah, right? But I did not know, and my brother quickly pointed it out to me. He's like, oh, he goes, I thought for sure your number one would be Ben Affleck's character in Goodwill Hunting, his friend Chucky. Wow. <laughs> and it might be my number one. Yeah. Yeah. He's a very you texted that to me, character. and I was like, ooh, that is a little embarrassing. It is. From yeah, Ringo. It but, is. It is. And so uh, I felt so fair, bad. I don't think I could have told you his character's name was Chucky. Right. As I established in that episode. Like, I yeah, didn't remember. Because you had your short list for me, and that wasn't on there. No, I so I guess I missed it too, <laughs> because if I had known, I would have flagged A double miss. The thin red vine is not perfect, right. but so you're we let you, you know when we're not perfect. You trusted the online. I think lists. I trusted the online. You leaned world on too them a much. little bit too much. Yeah, and so now for hairstyles, you're like, well, I'll consult it, but I'm not gonna let it be no, mine. I still need to do my own thinking. <laughs> this is this is a good, it's <laughs> a good little come to Jesus moment for you as far as our podcast prep goes. I think this is this is for the health of the show, and I'm, I'm confident. Glad. I'm sure I'll miss something. <laughs> well, the nature of this one, I think, is that there's so many. There's so many outrageous or eye-catching or right. just, you know, interesting hairstyles in movies that right. there's just no way this is going to be a comprehensive discussion. It's yeah. it's more based on things that oh, I remember I think we're drawn to and right that it yeah. it, uh, it made an impression yeah. for us and we just have to yeah. Is there that. any chance we have any matches? Uh I'd like to hold out a little hope. I feel like it's possible. I think that would be very special if if it were because I, I think this is a pretty personal. Now I'll say I didn't consult the internet at all this time. I went right I like off that. the top of the head. I just I wanted to just not be influenced by, um, you know, I've done what you described uh, for the Charlie's list before. Yeah. I do it sometimes, and sometimes you need to. Sometimes you're panicking. Sometimes you just need to get a head start. Yeah. on your list. But this time I was like, I think I can do this one unassisted, and I feel good about my options. But I'm sure there are characters who right. it brought up to me after this yeah. episode is released. Right. I'll go like, of course, yeah. I like that better than all the ones I. Yeah, I didn't it's just look of. for like. I mean, maybe some of these would could fall under like the umbrella of iconic movie hair, but I really didn't go that route as much. I saw some of that when yeah. I was doing some research, like, oh, this is such an iconic hairstyle. Or, I might have one iconic okay. hair, hairstyle. Right. So, yeah, I don't as I, know. As I think about my, my options um, Yeah, so I'm excited to see what we have. I only have one more restriction I put on myself, sure. and this is probably arbitrary and maybe would not have come up. And, of course, you didn't share this rule, but maybe no. you did absent, absent yeah. my input. Let's see. I, I decided for myself it couldn't just be like the actor's normal hair. Okay. Like it had to have been like a distinct choice for the movie that they looked that way. So like, okay. you know, because some hairstyles are just the style of the times. Like right. there's certain haircuts that are popular in the 80s or the 90s oh, or right, the 2000s. Yeah. And every leading actor in movies in that five-year span all kind of had that hair. You know, so I didn't want to let myself do that where it's like, this is just uh, the yeah. haircut of that decade. It's not like a distinctive yeah. character choice. I don't think any of mine fit in in, in that. And either. as I say that, I think one of mine might <laughs> fall into that. Again, <laughs> right, there I could try, be one. To use but it's it's a good as one, a so. gauge to measure like yeah. what is a distinctive hair choice versus what is just yeah. a person's hair, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're breaking it down here. The, we're answering the big questions. This could be on this podcast. the most thought-provoking, deepest-thinking pod ever. And I would like to call back to Top Five Helmets, one of our great. That was our also great your episodes idea last year. This is in the same vein. Yeah. So hopefully and I, we will, I felt equally we will as find, like I don't know if this is a good idea. <laughs> we will find the movie magic ended up in this otherwise simple. This otherwise simple yeah. way of thinking about movies. Um, any other? Initial initial thoughts before we jump right in? No, I'm feeling, I kind of like what you said there. I feel like the hair is definitely enhances the character uh, with the ones I picked. And um, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil anything I got coming Great. up. So I, I will uh, I think we can jump get right in. to it then. My number five. Boom. Movies from 1987. I don't have anything from 87. Great. Um, and this character is Martin Riggs, played by oh, Mel Gibson yeah. in Lethal Weapon. <laughs> now, he's got this big wild man hair. And this is the one I'm thinking, like, this could just be a sign of the times. Like, this kind of mullety, big hair, like high yeah. volume. This could just be like a, an 80s look. Like a front man for a rock band. Yeah. And so, but it's 
it's it feels a little exaggerated in Riggs's case. If you haven't seen Lethal Weapon, it's like the quintessential buddy cop movie. There's run, four run right out right now and go see <laughs> go Lethal see, Weapon. Go see, it's pretty good. <laughs> it is good. And I know Mel Gibson's not really in anyone's favor yeah. uh, anymore. Um, <laughs> what for, year did you for, say that came for out? For good reason. <laughs> but this is 1987. <laughs> and this is, he was just, he was, this is like on the beginning of his rise as like leading man. Yeah. You know. Post Mad Max. He's standing uh, opposite um, Danny Glover in this movie, the great. Yeah. The great Roger Murtaugh. Roger Murtaugh. <laughs> There's so many like catchphrases and one-liners yeah. in these movies. But anyway, back to Martin Riggs and his yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah, sorry. They call him Riggs throughout the movie. Now, his whole character in this buddy cop thing, like Danny Glover's whole thing is like he's on the verge of retirement and he's just, you know, he just wants to have a peaceful, quiet day and yet everything's going crazy and he's in gunfights and he's too old for this. Right. Ish. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, so um, Riggs on the other end, his whole deal is he's like he doesn't he doesn't play by the rules. No. He's a little crazy. He's a wild card. And they say this over and over throughout the movie. They're like, "This guy's crazy." And then he's like, "You think I'm crazy? Like you haven't seen?" <laughs> and then he does, he does. He's got like this wild eyed look. Yeah, in his yeah, face. yeah. And the first scene you meet him at the beginning of the movie, he's like undercover busting this drug deal at like yeah. a Christmas tree lot. Yeah. And he's sitting at the table with these guys and he like, you know, shows his badge finally right after they've they've exchanged. They're like asking for the money for the deal. And he like yeah. flashes badge. Oh, I remember this scene now. And uh, he he like um, they're like, oh, this guy's this guy's crazy. Like they say it so much like this guy's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> he's he's a. Uh, you know, to come here, to, you know, in front of all of us, like to try to you right. one man. What's he? One cop. What's he gonna do? He's gonna, right. He's got a fake badge. This is just a crazy guy. He's crazy, you know. And he's like, "You think I'm crazy?" And he yeah. he slaps his face a bunch yeah. of times. His hair gets all wild and crazier. And then he does a little three steps. Yeah, I remember thing. that. He, he pokes one in the eyes. Yeah. And then he like uh, rubs his hand the other guy's face or something, knocks their heads yeah. together, and then you know the gunshots pulls start the flying. Gun. Yeah. And it, it turns right. He pulls the gun, turns into right. a whole shoot. I remember like does some. <laughs> guy not like he has the gun on him in that moment and they have like rig they have like a gun to rig's head yeah, and, yeah, and the other co- the other cops have their guns out and rig's is like shoot me shoot them shoot them all they're like shoot you and then he like <laughs> yeah. headbutts the he's guy like, he's like he's a four <laughs> inches like their heads are so close he's, together he's like yeah. shoot him shoot. he's just telling the other cops just right, take the shoot shot him. yeah like, right just shoot, shoot him shoot him the guy's like what are you talking about <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna get shot he's like you're this guy's crazy they just keep saying it and his hair is it just yeah. adds to the whole do you really want to take a just, bullet he just he just looks like a wild man that's yeah. the character he's like always like yeah. diving head first into things like where there's procedure and there's rules he just gets in there and mm-hmm. in you know so the hair fits the hair is the character the hair now i will say as the series goes on i think his hair is still pretty big in lethal weapon 2 and maybe even 3 but by lethal weapon 4 Starts he's to like rain it he's in. clean cut it's like there were you know, four of those there's four Joe Pesci, I think, is in all four of them. To to the, is he in the first this, one? Yeah, he's like central to the whole plot. He's the guy they're protecting, like right at the. Is it in the, the first beginning. one? In the first one. Yeah, yeah maybe. I... So these are I I have not watched a fully <laughs> movie. I watched several scenes today, right. but I haven't watched it. Um, I don't know if I should endorse *Lethal Weapon* as a fr- maybe it's right. maybe it has doesn't hold up. But nah. I remember liking the first. one. I remember one. liking. All the ones I saw. Right. And uh, Martin Riggs, big Martin hair. Riggs. There it is. Okay. All right. We're, we're going from big hair to no hair. What? <laughs> Can that be a good hairstyle? I'm trying to think of all the hairless people. All uh, right. are, are we doing uh, uh, Marlon Brando in Apocalypse Now? <laughs> <laughs> when he comes out of the water? That'd be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, so we're going to, we'll start it off. And maybe just because, you know, Oscar talks in the air and, uh, not that this movie was, other than someone got a got uh, slapped over it. So I'm going with Demi Moore in <laughs> G.I. Jane. <laughs> I wondered where you're going with that. So she's she's Jordan O'Neill as character. At first, it I'm gets like, your name <laughs> right. And uh, so this is Demi Moore. This is 1997. Here's what I saw G.I. Jane when it came out at the movie theater. I don't think I've ever seen it. And I remember this, you were kind of saying this is Martin Riggs, you yeah. know, his heyday. So Demi Moore, like I remember her. Mel Gibson. 
Well, I, for Mel Gibson, but for Demi Moore, I remember her. No, but you said Mar- it was Martin Riggs's hair. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he had probably had a good year in '87. But Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson probably had a better year than Martin Riggs. <laughs> we'll go anyway, with that. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Demi uh, had a big year. Demi, nice name. And um, uh, I think she. I was mostly aware of her. Um, like a few good men that was like 1992 yeah. so i'm like kind of like but she was also kind of a military type right exactly um and then she i don't know it felt like she was like uh, she was in like the scarlet letter yeah um she had some other movies and certainly like uh disclosure i remember these and i'm not saying any of these are like good movies okay is there like a like a stripper movie she strip was tease okay <laughs> <laughs> Right, so you're thinking yeah. like, all right, you're you're in tune with your feminine <laughs> sign. Yeah, I have a story about that. So all if right. we if we file that away, if we uh, uh, come back. Everyone's like, what? What's going on? Um, anyways, so yeah, so I think when she took so on much this like role, strip teas and drink green teas, something like that. <laughs> oh, Sorry, you're, you're yeah. talking about. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll workshop that side by side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know how well that would go over our first uh, explicit content pod. Um, so anyways, I think when she decided to shave her head for this role in the movie, um, but it was like, everyone was sort of like talking about it because it was so extreme. It was obviously required or she was showing, uh, that she's going to go all in and essentially she's trying to be like a, a Navy SEAL, uh, Viggo Mortensen's in it. I actually love the movie is pretty, pretty enjoyable. And I, what I didn't remember is Ridley Scott directed this movie wow i know like prolific but yeah that, that really threw me i'm like oh yeah um yeah but it's central to the role it was like a big a big deal i think of any actor who you feel like you kind of know certainly if you're a female actor and the next role you're gonna take is like shaving your head is there a scene where it's shaved in the movie yeah okay and so that's like a big uh yeah a big part of it obviously where you and and even more like i guess because you kind of get like one take, you know. I don't. <laughs> right. Well, I, it reminds me of didn't Natalie Portman do this in in V for Vendetta, and then she kind of rocked the shaved head for a little while after that production. I, I think. She I might think there's have. a scene where her she's like crying and her hair is okay. being buzzed, yeah. buzzed off. I've so seen anyway, that. This is a move, maybe that that uh, maybe this was a move. Make. Yeah. But my joke was because a couple years ago. At the Oscars. Oh, we remember. Chris Rock makes the offhanded comment. Yeah, my understanding that. is that J.I. Jane 2 is coming out. <laughs> is that is that wrong? <laughs> we can all just wait for the sequel, then we can revisit Right. Hopefully, Jimmy Kimmel brings it back up this year <laughs> again. So, anyways, that was like instantly popped in my head. It was sort of like the reverse of talk about hair. How about no hair? And I was like, that That's counts. True. Shaved it head definitely counts. Definitely counts because it's a distinct choice. It's a character Central choice, to the movie. Very central to the movie. And like, I, I haven't seen the movie, but I assume... Okay brings a lot of emotional weight to that scene and yeah and like and some gravitas to the you know yeah to the commitment the character is making yeah in you're, yeah. i mean you're definitely it's dramatic like cheering for and no that, question is there some bad dialogue a hair transformation yeah. scene so there's, that's there's some bad dialogue to think about <laughs> i also remember <laughs> lines i can't even quote all right um all right my Boom. number four kind of dovetails right off of our top five charlies love it we talked about Ben Affleck. <laughs> I can't think of a distinctive Ben Affleck haircut. <laughs> oh, no. I think he has the same hair in every movie he's ever been in. I could be wrong about that. Uh, yeah, maybe. You no, know, he had good hair in uh, Argo. Was, was a little. What was that Ridley Scott movie a couple years ago where it was like Knights? Oh, and... right. Yeah, yeah. Last Duel. Yeah, he had a great haircut. Yeah, he did have he had that a great one. haircut. <laughs> Honorable mention. <laughs> Honorable mention. Ben I feel Affleck so bad. Last Duel. I left B. Yeah, a very off. short scene. I heard it was good. Maybe the most memorable scene. Uh, of the movie in terms of just being like out of nowhere and a great performance by him. But anyway, um, no, I'm jumping off of Professor X because my number four is Wolverine as portrayed by Hugh Jackman in um, X-Men starting in 2000. Take your pick. Yeah. Now his hair isn't exactly the same across these movies. Um, I think here's how I would describe it in X-Men because I rewatched, because in my mind it's, like in my Wolverine is a comic book character whose hair has been as many things are in the comic book world interpreted differently by different artists some people make it out to be like this giant you know it's you know it's it's incredibly pointy it's his whole head is 
you know, like a giant, you know, kite almost. Other people, it's like, this is, you have a very square face and it's yeah. just like a little subtle, like Batman kind of cow ear kind of a thing. Right. Um, and so when this movie comes out in 2000, it's like, well, are they going to do it? Like, well, Logan, Wolverine has a very distinctive haircut. Like, it's a haircut that people right. don't have in real life. You know, it's I like, would agree with it's that. It's like the sideburns kind of go up into the hair. For and good it just, reason. It just continues. Right. It's supposed to make him look like an animal. Like yeah. that's the whole, he's like kind of wolf-like. Like that's the, that's the whole point. Yeah. But no one actually has this haircut. So it's one of these things when you hear this movie's coming out, like, are they actually going to cut his hair that way? Because are they going to do it? It could look silly. Yeah. Now what they did in this, um, in this first movie in 2000 was a pretty subtle a subtle gesture toward the haircut. They definitely put him in like this big kind of lion mane kind of a look. Um, and it definitely comes down the sideburns and wraps around the head. And it, it, it looks that way like a mane and it looks right. good. It's not, he doesn't really have points. He doesn't have, not in the first movie. It's just kind of like a wily. So kind of wild. Did you mane. like the hair? Were you, were you yeah, glad I, they went I guess with that's it? what I'm saying. Like, I, I think it worked. And now this okay. is a, because this is a time in movies and a time in superhero movies. And I talked about this kind of disparagingly back in our Charlie's list about the X-Men movies. A little bit more X-Men movie conversation right now. But this is a time in movies when they're trying to figure out how to translate these comic book characters to the silver screen in a right. way that people are going to be receptive to. They're not going to think is too silly. Right. And I, I would say there are elements in X-Men that went too far in trying not to be too silly and, in fact, became silly and they're trying not to be silly. Yeah. But this, in the case of... Hugh Jackman's look for these movies, yeah. uh, especially early on, I think they did a pretty good job. Like he looks, he looks the part, and yet he looks like a real person. And the whole series is kind of built on his back. I mean, later on, it's on like Jennifer Lawrence's back, but the first chunk, all on on um, Hugh Jackman and this character, right. and I think they sell him pretty well. It gets pointier and a little more cartoony as the series goes on. I think they felt a little more freedom to like try to be more faithful to the to the source material as they right. knew they had a fan base. But that that first attempt, I was like, he's in that cage fight in the bar and he's just like, you kind of see him yeah. from the back and he turns around and he fights. And it's a good introduction looking. to a character. Yeah. And it's and it, he sells it and the look doesn't distract from it. Um, and I think it's a pretty memorable, right. in, terms of, in terms of really distinct hairstyles. Like here's a guy that rocked it, not unlike Martin Riggs for several movies. <laughs> And another you know, wild becomes, man, becomes your second wild man, completely associated with the character. He yeah. doesn't have it in Logan, which I praised last time as the best X-Men movie. And it's, I still think that, but yeah. um, that's more of a clean cut. That's yeah. more of a lethal weapon for okay. Logan. <laughs> not, not a Martin Riggs. Logan, <laughs> if you want to put it in those terms. I like it. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that means more coming from you. If you approve, because you have way more invested. Like for I mean, me, I when I saw the X-Men, yeah. I was sort of learning about them for the first time, almost. Sure. Other than being vaguely aware of them, but I didn't read the comics. Yeah. I didn't understand all these big costume choices that were made. And that's and that was that's right, because that's who they're thinking of when they're making the movie. They're thinking of you. They're not thinking of me, right? They're trying to they're trying to reach the biggest audience possible and have it make sense and be, you know, easy to jump into. And, and but also I feel like they These don't want days, to drastically lot, offend. Well, there's a lot more. There's a lot more what it, they call fan service these right. days because they know people get so mad on the internet. So right. they, there's a lot of little Easter eggs and touches. But I don't think they felt as free to do that early on in the translation right. of these characters to movies. Um, I I guess what I mean to say by praising this particular haircut is that <laughs> is that Hugh Jackman. Did a really good job as this character. I mean, I don't, I don't really yeah. care for these X Men movies, but Hugh Jackman might have been perfectly cast yeah. in that in that role. Did you know that this this the original person tied to this role or thought that they wanted for this role was Bob Hoskins? Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, he. I think he passed. And yeah, it was not an option anymore. But wow. In the earliest versions, I think of the X Men movie, like who's going to play Wolverine? It was it was Bob Hoskins. It would have been a little shorter, stockier. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm trying to picture it. Yeah, I Wolverine. guess I it would have been a different take. But I mean, um, anyway, it's it's now it's you can't even as, we're, as we're demonstrating with, with the Deadpool movies and all these other movies that right. can't stop sticking Hugh Jackman in there. Right, he's become 
iconic and and the face of this whole franchise to yeah. the point where they it's almost like they can't figure out how to do it without him. Right. Which they need is him. becoming a problem, but I you have to credit that he he's yeah. been faithful to the character. He has uh you know put in the time yeah. and he sold it. Like he's Deadpool put, three. He took it he's as gonna show up as again. Yeah. Okay. Him and us here. <laughs> well, we don't know. Yeah, whatever. All right, he so comes here with. so um all right, to my number four. What I did though, which I haven't been prompted to do is I I printed off pictures of my hairstyles. Oh, little little. And so obviously aids. this is just this was GI Jane. That was almost not even worth showing because I think we can all picture a buzzed head. Uh, and that was just from the poster. My number four, but I figured like I having love it, this by the way. <laughs> having this in front of me might help you visualize. I'm looking it. at a black and white, <laughs> like sort of two by five. <laughs> They're picture. all different side. That's They're all black of, and white because there's no color printer. It's like printer. a cropped picture of the poster too. It's not yeah. even the whole poster. Yeah, I just wanted her head. <laughs> you, you cut out. You cut out just the part with her head, in it and you blew and it her up. Face and was you... already cut out. All right, all right. So my number four is from a one of my favorite movies from 2001. I okay. think it's a, a a spectacular comedy. We've ref we indirectly ref- reference this, or a line from this movie comes up. For me in my life, over and over again, and I'm sure we've said it on this podcast, um, this is 2001's Zoolander, oh. but I'm going with Will Ferrell's character, Mugatu. <laughs> Mugatu. It's a pretty distinctive. <laughs> That's a good pick. That's really and good. And so if you don't- That didn't occur to if me. If you're not familiar with Zoolander, <laughs> the stars Ben Stiller, Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson, and they're they're male models. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and they take it way too seriously. But yeah. why male models? <laughs> so, that scene with David Duchovny is so funny. <laughs> I know. Uh, and uh, Vince Vaughn has a hilarious scene too. Merman, he's like a coal miner. <laughs> um, anyway, so Mugatu, I described it as like a kind of like a reverse mohawk. Like it's a little bit, you know, the mohawk, it would be there shaved on the sides. This is like shaved almost down the middle or matted down. And then kind of curled upward. Kind of curled up and poofy on the sides. And he also has this like matching. Kind of devilish. Yeah. Devilish. Kind of horns. Goatee. But it's white. Yeah. It's like a white blonde. Yeah. yeah, yeah. White hair. And um, he's the villain in the movie. uh, He invented the keyboard necktie. I think that was (laughs) how he became a fashion mogul. He started with the keyboard necktie. That's the story. Building a school for kids who can't read good. All right. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. You got to. Um, and so, yeah, I, it's a very interesting choice. Obviously, it was like fit for the character. And he's also like, what is he in charge of? Like, is he like the lead designer and also like a villain who's. I, don't, I can't I don't even remember, quite remember. It's I don't something remember like the motivations that. of any of the characters. <laughs> but it's something. Does he even say Mugato on yeah, his sweater? Yeah, on, on his sweater in this picture. But it is because it's just so amped up making fun of like fashion and models and all this thing. And so him having, because when you see like these elaborate like, you know, fashion shows or whatever, I can't, the, whatever, like these, I can't even think of them. Like the Met, the Gala, yeah, like the ball. Right, you know, everyone's right. wearing these just, just things you wouldn't. It's, it's cool for that. It's yeah. so extravagant, right? Right. And it's kind of like interesting, but it's you're a like, stunt. yeah, it's yeah, not it's, like a daily. No one's look going to or, buy this or wear this. This is just. It's like living art almost, right. kind of in a weird way. So, right. uh, but I really love Zoolander and uh, Mugato's hair. Just I was like, yeah, how can I not have that? Yeah, I I love that pick. I realized too late in my list making, maybe even after I was done, that I didn't really tap into any comedies but there probably are a lot. i don't know if you have more comedies on your list but i think like comedies probably do I've, have a lot of distinctive i have two more comedies okay, i won't mention any as i as i brainstorm about that now okay. in case you mention them yeah. but i think maybe i, I guess, left yeah. a whole lane kind yeah. of unpicked over that yeah. could have been could have been pretty yeah. profitable gi jane not a comedy i think <laughs> my my focus really tacked toward science fiction movies because i think that's another zone where there's just you know you feel a little more free to have people with weird futuristic get away with a lot looks yeah because you're trying to suggest strangeness so you're trying to suggest correct uh, being more or less advanced or that we're in a different time and place we do hair different here so so 
So X-Men, I guess, would be in that sci-fi vein. My next one also in this uh, sci-fi vein, more of a dystopian zone. And this is this is kind of a G.I. Jane pick, similar a similar look. Ooh. I'm thinking of Furiosa, Charlize oh, Theron's yeah. character in Mad Max Fury Road. Now, this, again, is a case of the absence of hair, maybe more than <laughs> a hair of specific... But it is a, it's a style. But I think it's so crucial to the character because um, she is so like rough and tumble and down to business yeah. and like really the action hero of the movie um alongside max but even more so in some in some cases yeah. in some parts of the movie where the sequels are heading apparently um i'm i'm not so sure these sequels are a good idea fury road is such a good movie on its own right like, just let it i'm 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 so one of those things to me i'm like just let it be let yeah. it be great let's not let's not spin off derivative right. things and make it worse worse by extension but we'll see it maybe those movies will be great um but i i guess i like this because you just see her in this look i mean i don't know the first scene we see her but i'm picturing her like driving away from the the settlement with like the truck full of the girls she has yeah. kidnapped basically or or freed or yeah. is escaping with she's got like this sooty black kind of face paint over her like forehead and down into her eyes and then her hair is also dark and really short and her face is like kind of just like chapped from being in the desert you know she just looks so tough and cool oh, and yeah. it's like the whole character is supposed to be a badass and it's like mission accomplished like you yeah. look you haven't even done anything and you look like the coolest person right in the movie and i think i appreciate it because it's like distinctly not like a warrior princess idea no. and by that i mean i think a lot of movies when you have a woman that you're trying to make her seem really tough I feel like often the move is like, well, still make her really pretty and beautiful by all these conventional measures and make her like she's gorgeous and she is like can kick butt. You know, like right. kind of the Wonder Woman approach. Like she's like she still has long flowing hair, even that makes no sense in right. like the field of battle. <laughs> and she was wearing like a, a little skirt and all these things and like a bodice. And it's like, why? <laughs> It's like she has to be pretty. She has to be a pinup model and right. kick butt. Where right. this movie, it's more like, no, she can just be a tough guy. Right. In that, and we can sell it with the costuming, and she doesn't have to do anything. And and I mean, Charlize Theron is still like one of the best looking people ever to be in movies. Yeah. So it's like it's hard to be hard for us like, to argue it's that it's not like she's they made her unattractive or una no. but she's she just looks like down to business. And, yeah. And that she can knock heads. And the movie, of course, uh, you know, she's reveals that that's true. I love the scene where she's fighting Max or kind of wrestling with him while he's chained. Yeah, that's Nicholas a great Holt. scene. It's such a tactile little yeah. fight and a good little restriction on their movement. And she's just, you know, she's got like one arm and she's like pinning him down and grabbing yeah. the gun and doing the things. And it's so, she's so cool. And I just feel like it's all down to her, yeah. her like silhouette and the way they made the character look. And, from the top um, on down. From the top on down. Shave the head. Shave just, the head. Just get down Bring to it. business. Bring yeah. it. G.I. Jane. G.I. Jane. Shout out to Demi Moore <laughs> from Furiosa. Um, okay. My next pick is from a 1981 movie. Hello. Hello, Jello. This is <laughs> this is a movie um, I grew up watching a lot. Um, it was a lot of fun. I think it was just always on, and it, it was like an adventure movie. The character I am picking, however, is I, I as I was looking back on this movie once I thought of it, is actually like a stop motion character in this huh? live action movie. I, I have no <laughs> idea where we're going. No, I love it. I love I'm that lost. you have no idea. I'm in the dark. <laughs> uh, I'm going with the movie from 1981 is Clash of the Titans. Oh. And the character is Medusa. <laughs> Hair snakes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Head full of snakes. Now, is this a um, a Roy Harryhausen uh, production? Do you know? I think that's well, He would have been familiar. like the props, like the special effects yeah, guy. Yeah, maybe. He's known for doing all the stop motion, like skeletons I and the fighting. I so. And the that sounds familiar. Maybe. Yeah. So um, Back to Medusa, though. Anyways. That's so, so funny. Clash the of the Titans. Of hair. <laughs> really no question. When you hair is snakes, you have memorable hair. Right. So... Uh, um, growing up watching this, <coughs> excuse me, watching this movie, oh. big cough right there. 
Um, so, um, you know, this came out the same year as Raiders of the Lost Ark, and which I love. Yeah, and, wow. and I, you know, Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones makes famous, you know, I, I hate snakes. And so um, anything Indy hates, I hate. And so uh, <laughs> watching this scene, um, not a fan of snakes, was kind of difficult to watch. The way they handled it for 1981 is kind of, it's a very creepy scene. So Perseus, our hero, is needs to sneak into this temple to steal the sword or shield. Like, no, I think it's it might be like a yeah. sword. But he, anyone who looks her in the eye is turned into stone. Classic Medusa. Classic Medusa. <laughs> I don't know all the mythology or whatever, but um, it's a cool scene, and you see some of his buddies get taken down. And there's like a, I don't want to spoil it. It was 1981 though, but. Um. And it's based on Greek <laughs> myths that are so old. I think, I don't, I think you can say anything that Perseus did and you're fine. I don't think this movie deviated. It was just kind of a cool scene of how he, um, you know, ends up um, and kind of viciously uh, lops off her head. Yeah. Because now, hey, he, or that's what he wasn't stealing. He needed the head of Medusa right. to appease someone to do the thing he needed to do. Right, right, right. He was on a quest. He was on a quest. Yeah. And, uh, but, anyways, that snake headed lady, I remember being freaked <laughs> that, out by her. That gosh darn snake headed lady. <laughs> she is memorable. Uh, and for stop motion, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was, yeah, it, it was is creepy. It is, I think I said Roy. It's Ray Harryhausen. And Clash of the Titans was his last, the last oh, movie cool. before he retired. But yeah, he did. Jason and the Argonauts and yeah. Voyage of Sinbad and all these. Yeah, he did these clay, like these stop motion animations and they're very, they're incredible. Even yeah. today, if you go watch them, like it's, you think yeah. like, oh, that's some old fashioned yeah. special effects, but like they're very intricate. Yeah. I'm um, trying to remember who played Perseus because he had a head of hair on him too. Harry <laughs> Hamlin, maybe it might've been. <laughs> was it, was His it was a, kind of like an early, maybe uh, an early uh, Martin Riggs. Harry Hamlin. <laughs> an right. early You're Martin right. Riggs. It was Harry Hamlin. It was just kind of like uh out of control. But anyways, wow. Medusa, 1981. I, you can't argue with that. Oh, when, yeah, I gave you the picture. When you're here. Yeah, I have the picture right <laughs> okay, here. Okay, he's got the proof. I didn't say anything this time, but Mark did hand me a picture mid-conversation. This one is a little harder to make out. <laughs> it's, it's like a little smaller and probably too dark. Yeah, um, yeah. So but there, there is clearly a, a person with sneaky hair. <laughs> I, can't, I can't debate it. She's now sitting on the table next to Mugatu and G.I. <laughs> uh, Jane. It's a little collection of friends I have on my side of the team. If you go to our Instagram, you'll see these photos. <laughs> Maybe that's a reason to get you there. My number two, this might be a controversial choice because I think a lot of people, I'm not sure people don't like this movie, but they, I think a lot of people maybe have a visceral reaction against this character. Oh, really? Because <laughs> he comes on very strong. But I'm thinking of a movie from 1997. This hold on, is hold on. Let me just. This is, and it's not GI Jane. It's not okay. <laughs> to be clear, I'm not circling back to GI Jane. Hey, I didn't say anything when you said it, just so I could have this moment. This is a controversial character, <laughs> a big setup. This is uh, Chris Tucker playing Ruby Road in The Fifth Element. Oh, I I saw that hair. Wild hair. Now, yeah. the uh, he has two distinctive hairstyles in the movie. When we first meet him, Bruce Willis's character is kind of just being shepherded around, and he has to meet this person and that person because he has to meet the opera singer to get the jewels. But I don't know. There's yeah. all these like we got to get the thing to say. Yeah. We got to take Lilu to the whatever. Yeah. Mila's got some hair too. Mila's got some distinctive hair, some red, but it, it pales in comparison to Chris Tucker's hair. So Chris true. Tucker is like this. He's playing like this over the top. Like, he's not a television host, I don't think. So I don't think it's, it's almost like he's a radio host. He's right. some kind Feels of host. Like he has like a like a Britney Spears microphone. I remember that. And he's talking, and his voice is modulated to suggest, I think, that it's kind of being broadcast live. Right. And it's sort of like it's a little prescient, you know. It's like he's like basically live streaming his life. He's like walking around and talking and shoving the microphone in people's faces, and it's being broadcast out to, and so like we see this when he first meets Bruce Willis and he's talking and chattering and he's talking yeah. really fast and he's like, he's being very slinky and like he's wearing these big, he's wearing like Corella DeVille's wardrobe and he's he's walking up and down the halls and his first haircut, it's like bleached blonde, kind of cropped pretty short on the sides and back and then there's like this cylinder of hair that's coming straight out from yeah. the top of his head, kind of like a megaphone. 
um, but not as broad as a megaphone. It's more like a rolled up newspaper. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like sticking out. Like it's a paint. Absurd... It's almost like a paint roller is jammed <laughs> yeah, on his head. That's a, that's a better one. <laughs> yeah. So that's the first look. And he's talking so fast. And I guess he's supposed to seem like he's he's very um, over the top and outrageous and um, gregarious and just getting up in people's faces. He's like the the pinnacle of annoying in your face like paparazzi reporter tabloid you know he's just get, he's holding up this like microphone staff into bruce yeah. willis's face and trying to give him the kid in a word and bruce willis is like the everyman he's just like huh what and then he's like oh great he needs to get back to talking <laughs> hasn't said anything but my understanding is that a lot of people f- find this performance very jarring it, it's already kind of a it's a pretty wild movie to begin with. Yeah, I remember thought. liking it though. Yeah, I, I kind of liked it too. I think it was kind of fun, and and, I, and uh, you know, it's that era of sci-fi that I think really speaks speaks to right. speaks to me, even if the movie is just okay. But um, anyway, I think Chris Tucker is like I think he's a little off, but <laughs> to, to some people, but I think he's he's really great. He's a uh, he he's just he's so over the top, and it makes you feel like like Bruce Willis feels in the scene, which is just totally overwhelmed and totally on his heels because this person's getting up in his face and he has to work with this right. character later in the movie in the big final fight scene or one of the last fight scenes, he's like doing his little live reporting with his microphone and they're shooting an explosion. That's what I can remember. Yeah. And he has a different haircut. He kind of looks like, you know, those, those, uh, stress guy it's like a stress ball but it's a little it's a little humanoid kind of thing and it's like skin colored and you squeeze it and then it has a bunch of like nodes on the head that oh, stick yeah. out that's uh that's chris tucker's hair at the end of the movie <laughs> he's got like a series of buns like around his oh, head right, like yeah. on the top and on the sides <laughs> and it's also kind of bizarre but again i think it's just meant to suggest suggest that we're in a future place with strange people and strange practices but also that even within that world, this is a character that's even more ostentatious and even more over the top and even right. more like attention seeking. Right. He is like the embodiment of like everyone, all eyes on me. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm the celebrity here. I'm the personality. I'm like the, the uh, sort of gateway is to fame. Is this pre-Rush Hour fame for Chris Tucker? Uh, this is 97. So maybe I feel right like around it's there? right around the same okay. time. So he was, he was probably just hitting his right. stride. Because he was like in Friday too, wasn't he? With Ice yeah. Cube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Chris Tuck, I just, this is not as big of a character as Furiosa or Wolverine or Martin Riggs in their respective movies, but it's just such a it's distinct- an important character. It's just so memorable. It's like this is, it's just so over the top and it's meant to be kind of, I- like very attention grabbing and mission accomplished. Yeah. Um, I, this is just a wild character. I immediately thought of it when I was working on this list. Yes. Takes the number two slot. Ruby Road. Ruby Road. Yeah. Makes me kind of want to watch Fifth Element again. It'd be easy well, to do. Yeah. Um, okay. My number. Fifth Avenue Bar. Fifth Element. We might have a side by side. We'll see. We'll put it. I'll uh, stop doing that in real time. <laughs> say, say. People were like, Where, "What happened to that side by side with striptease?" <laughs> like, well, couldn't get away with it. Um, Burt Reynolds in that. Okay, so uh, <laughs> uh, my number two, I thought of this. So I, you know, it, this went from like almost not being on my list to now number two um, because I was like, "Yeah, I, it." It is. It's pretty good. And now it's, it's not being on to number two. So, so it climbed the ladder. It climbed. Like I was like instantly, I dismissed it because I thought maybe this shouldn't count because it's really one moment in a movie as opposed to the hairstyle for the whole movie. So I can see, I, a, see. I can see a lot of pushback on this, but it's so, so memorable. And this is from another comedy. This is from 1998. Um, should I, do you want to see the picture or you want me to tell you? I, can I guess what movie it is? Yeah. Is it, there's something about Mary? <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you said that's one moment, I'm like, well, there's only yeah. one moment. There that's is one only moment. one hair moment there. And <laughs> the more I thought of it, I'm like, this would be a, a tough setup. Um, so I'm talking about Cameron Diaz plays Mary in the comedy. There's something about Mary. Another Ben Stiller movie, I guess he's in it, but it's the Fairley brothers who did dumb and dumber me Loves myself. comedic hair, that Ben Stiller. <laughs> Me, myself, and Irene. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so this is the scene where Mary is going to go out on a, day, a date with uh, 
Ben Stiller's character. Even in hindsight, this is a this is a it's shocking to me that this scene was in like a widely released movie. That yeah. this joke was allowed to run. I remember being in the movie theater and it was so like awkward, weird, and like laugh out loud. Because you know you're going in, it's an R-rated comedy. Right. How far are they gonna but push it? But even since then I don't feel like I've seen such an like it feels beyond R. You know what I mean? Only because right. it, like it implies so much <laughs> that you don't usually hear about or see in movies. Um, so this is yeah. I don't know how does it. Be, uh, all right, I'll tactfully run through this. So Ben Stiller is getting ready for the date, right? With Mary. <laughs> With Mary. Um, but doesn't want to come on too strong. Maybe <laughs> takes a little steam out of the engine. Maybe am I saying is this all? Ta- am I being tactful here? And uh, anyways, but I remember that, how awkward that scene was because uh, once he's done do, doing his thing, Mary shows up and he's he's like looking around the room and he has the uh, hair gel, if you will, which is not right, hair gel in quotation marks. hair gel indefinitely in quotation marks, which I have there. <laughs> Check the notes dangling from like his ear. Which is everyone sort of like, oh, this like, must be a, a, a situation like a where gag. people leave the theater. Like, I, there must have been people who, like, maybe, people have left maybe. theaters for less. Correct. And this right, is yeah. like, and it was just like, you're like, oh, what are they doing? This is like a level of bathroom humor that is like, <laughs> it's off the charts. It's off the charts. Yeah. And then, only for her to grab it from her, his hand I mean, and run it through her hair, and you feel like, You've seen everything. You're laughing and you're sort of like, what in the world? And then the very yeah. next scene is this picture and this shot of her front of her hair just sticking up yeah. straight. And yeah, everyone yeah. knows the joke. And Ben Stiller just sitting there can't say a thing. And uh, it's yeah. it was pretty laugh out loud. That, I would say... I don't even know, and I didn't. I mean, that scene stands in for the whole movie. I think in most people's memory, right? Like yeah. it's not. No one talks about any other scene from that movie. It's the scene. Matt Dillon has some pretty good scenes. <laughs> well, in that you're movie. a Matt Dillon fan. <laughs> I'm a big Matt Dillon fan. <laughs> Beautiful girls. <laughs> Still shows up. He's the private detective, and he stands up, and his pants are undone. <laughs> ben Stiller's like, what? <laughs> so, and talk about the comments he makes because Mary's brother. It's like the it's like a the special needs kind of situation, and Matt Dillon just is a different time. <laughs> a it was a different time. Maybe in, in we're getting in, we're getting into like, could you do this now? I it's hard to again, it's hard yeah. to believe that it it like the studio let it right stay in. Yeah, I, it just seems not like, this scene. I would say more than some of the other quips and comments Matt Dillon sure. has. Well, well, a comment because a comment is a comment. This is yeah. like a level of like prop. <laughs> suggestive con- like you know it's right. it's like it's not like I think la- people are okay with language like people you can say right, yeah. almost anything In as your, a yeah, joke yeah. as right, long as yeah. it's contextualized master of right. your domain right yeah this is like you know you're actually seeing something that you've maybe never seen in a movie before. like <laughs> yeah. a substance you've never seen in a movie is this before. Step Brothers level <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's true that'd be something but it's but like Step Brothers didn't even go that far you know what I mean right, in yeah. a way there are other other things flopped out and stuff. He put something on his drum set. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was your number two, correct? Yeah, I think okay. that movie's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you just tagged it. My number one uh, almost almost goes without saying because I mentioned it as an honorable mention of sorts back in our helmets because I joked. Oh. I almost included this character in our type of helmets because his hair is so helmet-like, and obviously that was a joke, and that would not have qualified for the helmets list, but uh, I know when what you're, you're thinking saying. of key hairstyles, I think maybe in the history of movies, there's no more iconic hairstyle um, than Anton Chigurh's, as portrayed by Javier Bardem, in yeah. No Country for Old Men. This is, um, when I think of like memorable, iconic character driving um perfectly you know chosen movie hair this character this is it it's the hair the hair is the character in some ways it probably got the oscar for him it's because it he has let me just describe the hair if you haven't seen no country for old men if you have you know you already know what i'm talking about he has like this um to use an outdated reference, a Prince Valiant kind yeah. of haircut. It's just like kind of drapes along the sides <laughs> of his head and then kind of 
gently kind of curls toward his chin. It's just like, it's kind of like almost like a young girl's haircut from a different decade. <laughs> you know, it's just right. like, it's not a haircut you've seen in real life anytime uh, recently, maybe ever. And I think that's what makes it work so well because he is this like, if you've seen No Country for Old Men or if you haven't, he's like a force of nature. He's not, not almost not even human. He's just like, he is evil incarnate. He is just this killer. Very who, creepy. Who is, um, he just presents himself as kind of a confounding riddle to people. And then he, more often than not, kills them and just moves on to the next person. Like he's just like, there's nothing, he's just this juggernaut. Like there's right. nothing between him and his his goal that right. he won't just kill and plow over. He has no soul. He has no heart. He is just a, he's just a... Yeah. Again, he's just like the weather. He's just like a force, the force of nature. And I think there's something very symbolic about that for the purposes of the movie that he right. represents just like evil in the world almost yeah. like, in this unexplainable, you know. Right. Death's just coming bad, for us bad, all. Yeah, he is just the Grim Reaper, basically. Yeah. And um, But the hair is so crucial to that because you would think, <laughs> and that sounds <laughs> silly to say, to the but, hair. But, the, but seriously. No, the, it's a very distinct hair. If you give him any contemporary haircut, I don't know, I think the movie might be set in the 90s or the 80s or something, but if you give him any haircut that's like contemporary to the scene, he just looks like a normal guy. And Harvey, Javier Bardem is like a kind of a big, handsome dude. Yeah. And that's not the... That's you know you might even be find him kind of alluring or inviting if he just walks in and kind of looks like a normal guy. Right. Yeah. But I think because even based on his silhouette as he's like sauntering up to the gas station or to the motel or to whatever, and you see his hair, his like his outline of his body already looks like something inhuman or outside of reality or right. from somewhere beyond. Like it's almost like he has a Grim Reaper's hood over his around his face at all times even though it's just his hair just and his hair i think it immediately identifies him as like kind of unreal kind of inhuman kind of like totally unconforming to right, people yeah. human convention and how people interact with one another he's right. just he's already outside of society just because of the hair just the hair <laughs> just the hair and uh it's so entra- and all the scenes he's in are completely entrancing and terrifying and uh you know edge of your seat like anxiety inducing when he's like trying to get someone to call heads or tails before he maybe you know right. blows them away yeah and he, the way he talks is so kind of offbeat and um you know any of the hair is offbeat that's just how he approaches things that's how people receive him it's just yeah. like part and parcel with the character and everything he's there to represent and like the problem he represents and the and the idea he you know this kind of conceptual abstraction he is meanwhile this whole other western caper you know briefcase full of money thing is going on but he's just this sort of unmoving thing moving through the movie and it's uh the hair the hair i can't say enough but the hair is huge yeah it's hard to imagine with a different haircut or at least i think you have to say it's different it's different if he doesn't look like that so the choice to make him you know interesting choice for the cohen's to start i've read the book i don't remember how his hair was described in the book okay i do remember thinking that the movie is very faithful to the book okay um but I'll, i'll give it to the cohen's they they visualized conceptual made real that look and put javier bardem in it and made it yeah. you know best picture they knew what year, they were doing correct best picture best supporting actor for they uh they knocked Anton. it out of the park with that character still chilling to this day. okay i'm giving it to the hair <laughs> i feel like yours was a monumental number one mine's monumental got in, a to. in a different way mogatu <laughs> so my number one this came to me like in a flash and i was like this is it's so as barry allen it came to you (laughs) in as the flash gordon oh (laughs) (laughs) and um this is from uh, another comedy 1988 i just have this is a movie uh heather and i laugh about and talk about quite a bit yeah and um I just I kind of had to go with it like it's it's so good it's hilarious right. it's a hilarious part in the movie so uh, I'm talking about coming to America oh <laughs> and I'm talking about soul glow soul glow 
This is, uh, if you haven't seen Coming to America, this is a such Eddie, a funny movie. <laughs> Eddie Murphy so movie. Funny. I know they made the second one, which I haven't seen. Coming to America. Coming to America, correct. <laughs> nice. I like how they did that. So in this movie, Eddie Murphy is, um, he's, he comes to the U.S. and he's like the... The king of his country, but he's like he doesn't want to get married to the, his arranged marriage. Um, Akeem, I think his name is, from where he's from, and so he comes to New York and uh, finds another girl that he's kind of in love with. But she's dating this other guy, and the guy she's dating is Daryl, who's in this picture here. Yeah, you've handled who uses the, the who uses the fictional product Soul Glow. <laughs> <laughs> and within within the movie, there's this funny commercial which I rewatched several times. Oh, <laughs> where it's like I'll before let today. Your soul oh, there's the theme song let for the product. Love yeah. show, but I like knew the song even without before even going back. And it's just like this hair product makes your hair like moist and glistening yeah, and like gives the smooth sheen. gives you the sheen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, for your, he, even for when he perm. pulls up yeah. in front of uh, where. The girl he he likes, um, and Eddie Murphy's character likes, works at um, McDonald's, oh <laughs> not gosh. McDonald's. They got the Big Mac. We got the Big Mick. So <laughs> works at McDonald's, uh, and um, and so uh, so the character is played by Eric LaSalle, which I think is kind of funny. He he became uh, more famous when he later was on ER as like a really kind of cool serious character and he's just like a really funny he's just like the villainous boyfriend but this hair just made it like so funny and when he pulls up in front of the parking lot you hear the music from the ad in the background right it is such a distinctive <laughs> are you look. looking for it? i'm just looking for other people because i'm like this is like a reminiscent it's there's like so there's like a lionel richie kind of yeah very much it. Lionel like, Richie. i was trying to yeah. think of like how that's do I, how do i describe it yeah. it's kind of maybe modeled after that yeah kind of a look with yeah. the mustache and everything. But they like lean, even though, yeah, so maybe this falls into where you're like, maybe like a Martin Riggs, like did people kind of have that hairstyle? Yeah, yes, maybe yeah, not. it's both, right? It's right. Like, it is kind of based on. And this is sort of like. But it's an exaggeration. An exaggeration a, right, and along with this product yeah. to make you look away. He's always spraying it and like, <laughs> <laughs> like has this allure, this power or whatever. It's, it's so funny and uh, I've referenced it and. Uh, way too many times. Not, I mean, the movie and even like that's that. Big. that that's big. That's your number one. Easy number one. Easy number one. Easy number one. I mean, it's, the hair is like a discussion <laughs> point and a joke. So <laughs> right. it makes sense that it's, it's not just you're picking a character. Like if the Soul Glow stuff was not part of the movie, maybe you don't file Correct. that away yeah, as like no. a hair character. But no. it's like, no, 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 this is. It's because they had the ad, the they made the whole the fake product. It's part of the joke. Yeah. <laughs> so, um yeah, so I think in I probably landed on more comedies. Yeah. Well, at least well, I guess three. Obviously, Clash of the Titans is just a wild card because stop motion. Which I I wasn't even really thinking that, and I wasn't even sure. Yeah, I was like, did they have someone in that costume? I didn't. Now the when I think about it, I'm like, yeah, maybe that, in some cases, right? But not right. all the not all the monsters. Um, but uh, it was distinct enough that I, I had to include that and. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, some other comedies I was thinking yeah. of at mid episode that I didn't share. It was like I think Kelsey maybe said this while I was trying to brainstorm uh before. Uh Ace Ventura. Very, very distinctive hair. Oh yes, I thought about Ace Ventura. Even um, Dumb and Dumber, his Dumb bowl and Dumber, cut. those are both 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 Jeff Daniels' hair and Jim yeah. Carrey's hair are very very key to the characters yeah. and them seeming kind of right. dopey right out of the gate. I did think about yeah. some Star Wars, Queen Amidala. It's like pretty distinctive. Princess Leia, the hair buns, of course. Yeah, that's that's probably the one I could imagine getting some grief about because it's like, well, that's such an iconic, you know. Right. Star Wars is so ubiquitous. That yeah. It's like, well, okay. It's it's almost, you know, it's there and everyone knows it. You know, you don't need yeah. us to tell you that. I think Princess we Leia's shed a little light on maybe some kind of... untapped ground. Well, well, I mean, I think when maybe when you say it, people can can probably picture it for for uh, a lot of these but some they're probably like what there's one i wanted to highlight that it it kind of failed my tests like one of my tests uh maybe i said this was that i i was kind of leaning more toward 
hairstyles that were like represented good character or production design or like costuming decisions as opposed to like they played some crucial plot role right. like to have this hair. And so this one I kind of ruled out for that reason. But one I thought about was while I was thinking of this was in in the Tim Burton movie Mars Attacks. Oh, when the alien one of the Martians like infiltrates the White House in the body of that like slender woman. It has this big like beehive oh, yeah. haircut thing, and it's because the Martians all have these big domes over their oh, heads, right, so yeah. it's, it's like part of the disguise. But she looks so otherworldly, and she like slinks down the hall like in this very smooth, gyrating way. I remember that as it's like impersonating a human. Yeah, and um, anyway, that's a very it's a very Love uh, Mars eerie attacks. and funny. Um, visual and the hair is a, like the, just this big absurd like 50s beehive hair thing that's like maybe you have a vision of people having hair like that in movies and TV from a certain time but like it's even bigger it's even bigger like a Marge that. Simpson yeah kind yeah, of yeah. that that sort of that sort of vibe so that was um, one Tim I Burton of, I thought of Edward Scissorhands I thought too. of that too yep I I hadn't seen Edward Scissorhands a lot of so Johnny long. Depp movies he tends to have the hair to match distinct hair yeah Dis- your yeah. Jack Sparrow hair is pretty pretty attached to the character yeah. pretty crucial I think so what's another give me another one Give me another. Uh, well, Ed Wood. Oh, I feel okay. like the we have we did that on the pod. Uh, I mean, I feel like he just sort of like a lot he likes of to transform himself. Transforms, yeah, in, yeah, into uh, Tonto. Tonto. Never, <laughs> I never saw that, but uh, heard he had I, good which hair. I, I felt like was Jack Sparrow adjacent, but right, maybe yeah. that's just because they were both crybaby. I mean, I, you you start referencing deep cuts of Johnny Depp movies, and most people will be like, I've, I've no idea what you're talking about. And so, um, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. He's right. a good, like, kind of balding, uh, like, hair. Right, yeah. Sides. I just he's, feel like he leans so, yeah, like, into the character, specifically in that way. Like, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Did you have any other honorable mentions, things we didn't, no, I didn't get to? No, I, the Edward Scissorhands and Princess Leia, I just kind of filed away as once to, to mention, but even as you were talking, I'm like, is there any other thing I would uh, include? But I, I feel I'm kind of happy. I feel pretty happy too. List. I think we got a lot of variety. A lot the of variety. Hair, you know, pe- people. This is we're, we're making kind of light of this, but like, like what's makeup and hairstyling is like an Oscar category. Yeah. It's like a thing that like people put a lot of time. You know, in good yeah. movies anyway, they put a lot of time and a lot of thought into like we need to sell this character, or right. sell that we're in this time period, or sell that or, or like make this sort of filmmaker's creative vision a reality and not make it look silly. Like there's a lot of professionals that spend a lot of time <laughs> making people look good. Making he's Mark's holding up Cameron Diaz's <laughs> slicked up alfalfa hair. Someone alfalfa. Meanwhile, a great, oh, oh a great, yeah, that's great true, hair. alfalfa. Um, but um, you know, a lot of people probably spent a lot of time thinking about like, okay, what makes this the funniest when you're thinking of Cameron Diaz in this scene? Right, yeah. Like, should it be just like slicked over awkwardly, yeah. like a like a cowlick? Should it be yeah. sticking straight up, like alf- like what's funny, right? And people yeah. thought about it and they put a lot of time into. So it maybe to circle back, it's, uh, it's huge. There's a very good reason for Henry Cavill having this uh, haircut that you. Do you think it's Oscar bait? That's what you're saying. <laughs> They're going I mean, for the maybe there's a story. Stuff. Maybe they're all. Maybe this is this well, haircut. I mean, again, I haven't seen the movie. It's out this today. Big so reason. go see it and, and prove me wrong. This I I, I think this. you're right. I suspect there's some. He's supposed to seem kind of over the top and silly, and this he's because I my understanding from the trailer is that it's like a story within a story. It's like there's right. a, fic, a writer yeah. who writes fictional stories about spy capers and yeah. and secret missions. And Henry, right. it'd be funny uh, if they write him in with different Cavill's character, right? And so he's meant to seem like a cartoon character because he's he's a character within yeah. a within the story within the story. Yeah. So it's like. I, I get that that he's he's hyper stylized yeah. in order to seem more fictional yeah. because you're supposed to not think he's yeah. real. Just so in, I get that, but it still a, seems yeah an absurd look. Yeah, for I do for now. I just Golden remember. Boy. Do you remember the Brad Pitt movie Fury? Do you remember he just had that side the tank, of his head shaved? Yeah, and slicked down. Yeah, I was like, I think of a, that as a Shia LaBeouf movie, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's a Brad Pitt movie. <laughs> Mutt. 
Um, Michael Pena great in that movie as well. Yeah, that's it's a good true. movie. But I was like, that's pretty distinctive. That's very distinctive for Brad Pitt because I think he's and he's he's a man with that'll go for a haircut. He'll do. He'll, he'll do shave a cut. the head. He'll uh, he'll shave. He'll it. do the long locks. He'll yeah. do the uh, the legend locks. The legend. I just saw Legends of the Fall this <laughs> yeah. year. Yeah. So now I know I know what you're talking about. Check it out. That the list. cowboy hat. You yeah. got the long the long flowing yeah. uh, gorgeous drapes of Brad Pitt's hair. <laughs> Um, could have mentioned it pretty iconic yeah but, but uh, uh, left it hey, off the list unfortunately it's tough to compete with this um, think about your favorite hair hairstyles in movies appreciate it a little bit anyway at least whenever some someone's doing something a little distinctive something a little off the beaten path I think it's worth noticing and going like oh yeah that does that make the movie does that make right. this character better does and it, we did stick to the top of the head I thought, I mean, <laughs> like, well, I remember, hair. yeah, I was facial. Like, what the heck are you talking about? <laughs> I was, I'm looking at Ming over here. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I stayed away from that though, because I was. Um, Mark is referring to this poster of uh, bald head, Flash Gordon with Ming, Ming the Merciless. Ming the Merciless, kind of, he's looking pretty menacing. He is menacing, and it's one of those posters where no matter where you're standing in Max the room, the eyes, down, the yeah. eyes kind of follow you. <laughs> they do a little so bit. But it's that it's pretty spooky. But the eyebrows and the he's goatee. looking over my shoulder every <laughs> podcast. He is yeah. um, next to next yeah, to Marty the other. McFly. Yeah, he, Marty's looking at the watch. Josh Brolin. If we, you think of anything we yeah. forgot, post it on on our Instagram. Um, check us out there. Thanks for listening. Catch us next week. Oscars coming soon. Get ready. That's right. <laughs> <laughs>